from the pocket. Launching downfield, underthrown and intercepted. Keely Ringo has an escort down the sidelines. All the way to the end zone, and Georgia is going to conquer the Crimson Tide. Welcome to the TNT Podcast with your host, Tyler Layfield and Torres the Punisher Finney. Right, Torres, kick us off here, man. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast here with your boy, Torres Finney, and my co-host, Tyler Layfield. What's going on, Tyler? Nothing much, man. We got a good one for you here today. We got a good one. I'm making this one public so everybody can see it real quick. But, man, we got a good one. I'm a happy guy right now. I, I, know, I know Torres is, is probably happy himself. Man, Torres, what a difference a week makes. It was just last week you and I were talking, you know, we, we, we were talking about how, man, as long as, uh, you know, we're already going ahead, we're chalking it up a loss. We're going to chalk it up a loss in Tuscaloosa uh, for next season until we see otherwise. And then would you look at that, man? I'm, I'm out there. I'm running my first girls soccer conditioning for this season. Shout out to my, my Howard Middle School girls soccer team. We're out there doing some some uh, some yeah. some some hill runs, and we're doing all sorts of other things. I look on my phone. Nick Saban has officially retired. I immediately look over to my one of my girls. Like she, she's in my little club. I run and everything. She's a, her family's an Alabama Alabama fan. She wears the Alabama hoodies. I always got to give her some crap. And I said, Oh, Mia. I was like. Uh, Daddy Saban's done retired. <laughs> so I said, I said like that because we always screw with each other. Shit. And um, and she's like, really? I was like, yeah, man, yeah. So uh, immediately, happiness. I'm happy. I said, ding dong, the witch is dead. <laughs> you know, like we maybe maybe we uh, maybe we'll finally start. You know, some running some stuff. And um, you know, this is no no thing out there. So for those of y'all tuning in, uh, you know, I'm I'm not. I'm not cracking on Saban by any means. I respect him. You know, we've talked about this on the show. In fact, I, you know, we posted a clip out there where Torres and I were talking about it. You know, um, you know yeah. how how we how we think about Saban, and it, it's it's respect. But you know, you hate the dude because you're going against him, and he's stopping you from winning these games. But but it's a respect as well for for you know all the success that he's been able to have and sustain um, at the highest level for so long in college football. So Torres. Thoughts, thoughts immediately when you uh, when you saw the news, man. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it was a little surprising, but then again, it, it wasn't too surprising. Um, mm-hmm. Like I have said on this show that I feel like Saban had probably two or three more years left. I didn't see him coaching past 75. Um, but for him to do it this year, after seeing how well his team did, and probably you could say probably one of his worst teams throughout these years, yeah. um, how well they were able, to, you know, how far they was able to go into losing overtime to Michigan. You didn't think you would, you know, ride off in the sunset um, after a game like that. Yeah. But, uh, man, I really do believe, uh, once again, I have said this already. I said this when Georgia beat Alabama in the national championship three years ago. I don't think anybody remember what I said. I said this will be the last 
time I think we're going to see Nick Saban be at the top of the helm. Now, don't quote now, but don't get me wrong on this now. Yes, they're still going to be a good football team. I said that. I said they're still going to win games. Heck, they might make the playoffs, but I never saw them ever again winning a championship. Not because of what Nick Saban could possibly do, not because of no drop off, but because of the landscape of college football. It has changed completely. The recruiting, the NIL deals, yeah. the transferring. I'm not saying so much about what necessarily Nick Sable can and can't do. I'm more saying to the fact of what now, how college football has changed. He will not be able to do those same things in the same manner that he was able to do from 2007, I would say, to probably 2020. All right. The game of college football has changed. And I think that's a little bit now. Yes, he's getting older. Yes, has you know, looking at a guy like Nick Saban, what has he been able to do so far from, from this point? He's still been able to win games, all right? But what have we said each year, slowly as the year's been going on, Tyler? This Alabama team don't look like the Alabama old. Then the next year, yeah. this Alabama team don't look like the old um, um, discipline, uh, rule set, mindset, dominant Alabama team like we used. And then this year was another example of this. That's the reason why, I, even though I, we we did on the show make the pick that Alabama, was, we thought it would win a championship when they made the playoffs. But I thought the game was going to be a lot closer because I was like, if this was Alabama old, yes, they would have ran through all these teams. But guess what? It is not. And because of that, bro, like he can't have these long, sustainable years. These guys can't stay in the portal like Stephen Crow said. These guys can't yeah. stay here for long periods of time and wait till their senior employer, junior to play. Because back then, if you transfer, you had to sit out of here. And that could be crucial to you trying to get towards the next level. All right? Now you ain't got to do that. Now I can go to another school. I can go to Texas. I can go all around here and get paid a little bit more money. I can get a lot of things, man. So, like, like dude, there's a lot of things that you can, you can piggyback off and try to say, hey, this is the reason why he retired. But I think it's a culmination of all of it. Age, health. He references it. Um, he references it. Yeah. And, and, the, and the stuff following the retirement, he talked about it. He's like, these, these, uh, Jacob, you could correct me if I'm wrong here. I see, by the way, shout out to you guys out there in the, in the live streams. Uh, thank you, Steven. Thank you, Jacob, for tuning in. I saw Joel Sizemore was in here for a little bit. My, my Bama troll guy out there, man, we, we want to hear from y'all. So yeah, throughout this period, you know, if y'all want to add to the conversation, man, Chime in, chime in. We we got a lot of things to cover here today, but um, yeah, correct me here if I'm wrong, but I, I believe uh, Saban referenced. He said, "Man, these these 12 to 14 hour days at age 72, they hit a lot harder than they yeah. used to." And um, you know, I, I believe he referenced it, but you know, NIL, um, like you said, transfer portal, all it's just extra. It's so much more extra now. Uh, the retention of your own players. You know, you, you hear it talked about a lot, but, you know, right now, hey, they're dealing with it right now. And we'll, we're going to do it here more, you know, here in a little bit, but they're fighting for their lives to keep some of their players right now at Alabama. Like, there, there's a lot going on. There's there's some finagling happening. Jacob, you know what I'm talking about here. Um, but, yeah, there, there's some stuff going on right now with them having to do that. It's a lot more stress, a lot more time, energy, uh, blood, sweat, tears poured into this craft now uh, with the current college football landscape. And, um, you know, just to say some stuff about, you know, Saban's retirement. Um, of course, like I said, man, I'm, I'm happy that it happened. Just uh, it's a it's the big roadblocks out of the way. Now, I'm glad we were able to get the one win on him while we could. You know, I doubt that was awesome. I'm glad we were able to do it. I uh, wish we could have done it more. Uh, but 
Um, you know, I was thinking about it the other day, Torres, and correct me here, man, if you if you if you want to want to have something, you want to butt in here on it. But I think I think Saban stopped us from having about four to five championships. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we got two now. But think about it. Listen, listen. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. So obviously, 2017, right? National championship. He, there's no doubt about that. He stopped. That's one. All right. Now you could make. Here's one where you can make a case. You can make a case here. Uh, I believe it was. I think it was the following year. Um, I went to the SEC championship game. It was the championship game where um, Tua got taken out and Hertz came in. Mm-hmm. And it broke my heart, broke all of our hearts. We didn't make the college football playoff because of it, even though I, we were definitely, you know, we referenced it a lot. We were a top mm-hmm. four team. Yeah. Um, you know, we could have won it. There's no guarantee, but I think we could have. I can't remember who, who ended up being. It, who, Clemson, they, we wouldn't have beaten Clemson that year. Yeah, who it was Trevor Lawrence and uh, Dude, they, they, beat, they beat Justin Fields, I believe, in the opening first- round. They were the first ever undefeated uh, fifteen and no team. So yeah, all right. So you can you can scratch that one out. So we got I got one on you. I got one on you outside of the two. So right right now we're at three. And then what was the last one I was thinking about here? Oh man, I'm trying to remember. I, I know I know. Well, I know. and then and then I think it was this year. I think it, that's what I that's what I put into it was this year. Um, and, and you know revisionist history. You can write it how you want to, but. We were the best. I, I really watch, watching those playoffs, watching this go down. I, th- I think we would have won it. I really I do. And I'm not trying to take away anything from Michigan. I think we would have won it, man. I think we would have. So he stopped us at least twice. You're uh, right. You're uh, right. You can say that's more. That's more. Go ahead. Oh, that's more. All right. Do you remember 2012 against Notre Dame? Oh yeah, and I forgot. Yes, that's right. I meant to bring that one up. The one, yeah, the one yard line, Chris Collins. That's the other one I had thought of. All right, another year. We should have won. All right, if we would have beat them that year, um, the year was Mark Rigged. The year I know, but got rid of Mark Rigged after that. That's true, but we didn't get rid of Mark Rick either after two. If we would have, Mark Rick would have still showed up been our coach. We win in two thousand twelve. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Would it's an interesting sliding doors? Would we have ended up landing Kirby if Mark Rick would have won that one? That's a really good question. But yeah. Mark Rick was getting older as well, so you know, you know, the health stuff still still went on to have some success at Miami. Yeah, he did. He did. Yeah. He did. But then also two thousand, I want to say eight. All right, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford year. I think it was the eight. Yes. Oh yeah, they went at it. And they played when we played Hawaii. All right, but we oh, lost. We blistered them. We lost sure. to them in that um um that blackout game. Yeah. We absolutely got destroyed. Uh, yeah. that was another game. You know, like there was a lot of times. There's, there's some moments we never got over the Alabama hump, and mm-hmm. because of that, it has negated a few national championships from I Georgia. Think so. But I mean, you can't see. I can't see here and blame that. Necessarily, yeah. you got to beat the hey to beat them. You got to beat them. You got to beat them, and, and they just couldn't uh, do it. it was now, 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 look, look, now, look. That's the reason why times. every time with new information, you make different statements. I have yeah. new information now. Nick Saban has retired. Now, next year, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good about I feel it. Really you good. Know, beating Alabama on the road is still beating Alabama on the road. That's a hard game to win. But now I like oh, my chances a little down, bit yeah. more compared because I was like, until proven otherwise, as I said here, Kirby Smart was not beating Nick Saban anymore until I saw it. Until that uh-huh. and we had more points. I was I wasn't gonna pick against him anymore. But now since Saban is gone, now I will pick Kirby against Bama, but I'll never pick Kirby against Saban. Yeah. And that and that's where 
While Saban's away, the boys will play. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, but um, you know, just to some some good stuff on Saban. I, I was, you know, I've been listening to some some podcasts and whatnot, and they, you know, they they brought up some things about him. You know, um, you get you got to say some great things about him. We can't just sit here and say, you know, make this a Georgia thing. Oh yeah, you know. Uh, we would have won all this. You know, I did want to bring that up. I wanted to see what you said. I thought it was an interesting little thought exercise. You know, what what years could we have won had Saban not been in the mix? You know, had had he not been in our way, you know. But um, some crazy things, though. I mean, the man's had an impact on this game, a huge, huge impact um, as far as, you know, just anything to get an edge. You know, he's the first, you know. And, you know, Kobe and Jacob, y'all brought it up. You know, Georgia just stole everything from Alabama, you know, and all that kind of stuff. There are a lot of things we took that I feel like Kirby took from his time there, but you'd be stupid to not try to you'd replicate be stupid it. Not to. Exactly. Yeah, like uh, the GPS uh, catapult things. I feel like Saban's the first one that started that to be able to track, you know, speeds and stuff and practice, like crazy stuff like that. Um, having um, having these, like, huge coaching staffs, and, not, you know, some people have gone on to replicate it pretty well, you know, bringing in these analysts, things like that. Others, uh, not so well. <clears throat> Florida. Um, having a, what, game changer coordinator is what they're called. I don't know. Like he, the Napier's done made up all sorts of crap uh, with the, the army of polos he has in Florida. But, um, you know, he's the first guy to be like bringing on these analysts. You know, he had all these analysts ready just to be able to get any edge he could. Like this dude, he was like a competitor to the nth degree as far as anything he could find that he could um, expose, that he could use to to better his team, to get an edge in, in, in winning. He did. Um, so, you know, I, I've done, I've been telling Brittany, that's my wife. I was like, man, if he, whenever he drops a book, whenever this dude ends up writing a book, I'm definitely buying this thing. I want to read about, you know, the times he had at Alabama, you know, I'm sure he, you know, he, there's some books out there already about him, but, you know, hearing it after the fact, you know, some things that he experienced and things like that. Um, I, uh, I definitely want to read up on him, see what he did. Let's see what Jacob just said. How was the Nick Saban retirement celebration for all the Egypt fans? Hey, hey. I did a little fist bump there, man. As soon as I saw it, I did. I did a little. I did a little fist bump on it. I. I was. Um. I was pretty happy. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not, I haven't gone as crazy as a lot, Jacob. And I know. I know there's been some of us out there that have uh, maybe taken it a little too far. To, but then again, you're gonna see that in any fan base. But um. Yeah, man. Saban. Saban retiring. Um. It, it definitely opens up. Uh. The college football landscape for for all these other teams to really, you know. Uh try to try to take advantage and win some national championships. Um, outside of that, you know, you know, it has to be stated Michigan, man, they were just, they just won the national championship and they had the limelight all of like what a day and a half, two days. And then all of a sudden it's all about what is Alabama going to do now that Nick Saban's retiring, Nick Saban's retiring. Everything is revolving around this. They, they, nobody cares right now about um, the Michigan stuff. It's, it's been all about this. Well, it's mainly because a lot of people, um, in college football, for one, it wasn't the biggest fan of Michigan. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like Michigan. I like I like Jim Harbaugh. I'm straight with Michigan, but uh, Michigan had a lot of haters. If you had to be honest with you, I mean, but heck, they had the three most high viewing games in all of college football this year. You know, obviously the national championship, obviously that game against Alabama, and then the game against Ohio State was third. Like Michigan was a part of the biggest games of the year uh, that a lot of fans viewed on, and looking at. Michigan and then, you know, going straight to Nick Saban retirement, that was a huge thing. And one thing you brought up, you made a good point. Um, Nick Saban with these analysts, man, you know, very yeah. rarely that showed you how much respect that the entire uh, the entire landscape of college football 
saw with Nick Saban. You had analysts at Alabama that will leave from being an analyst and go straight to being a coordinator, offensive coordinator, or going straight to being a, um, a defensive coordinator. Like these guys were getting very high ranking jobs automatically by, you know, being a part of the Alabama culture. And Alabama was the standard. Um, they were. Do not be fooled. Do not be mocked. Uh, freaking Alabama was the standard in college football. And everybody knew you beat them. You were the, you were you were the team. That's why I felt like Texas had so much more of a like the, we're all human. I know who the committee was going to do, but I didn't think it was right. It still wasn't right. But Alabama is that standard. Seeing a team like Alabama um, with Nick Saban, you know, it was always y'all really believe they're going to kick Nick Saban Alabama out because he had that much respect because he was that he had that aura. He had that type of he was what Tom Brady and Bill Belichick was on the Patriots in the NFL. He was what Michael Jordan was on the Bulls. I mean, he was that guy like you knew if you beat him, if you beat Saban, then, hey, you probably got a really good shot at winning the championship. I mean, let's go back. 2014 in the college football playoffs. Ohio State beat Alabama in the semis. They went on one championship. Obviously, then Nick Saban went through a few of his. You had uh, Clemson with Deshaun Watson beat him one year. Then you had um, freaking – who else beat him? Clemson again with uh, Trevor Lawrence. And mm -hmm. then you had a few years in between. But then you had the LSU that beat him in the regular season, went on one championship, you know? Then you had uh, Auburn one year beat him. But, you know, they lost the championship before the state. Like, there was a lot of times everybody saw you beat Alabama. You know, you uh, you beat Alabama. You're you're the top guy. You're, you're the top team. Yeah. And that's that's where I, I really credit a lot of things of what Nick Saban was able to do. Um, a lot of credit to, you know, what he was able to build at the University of Alabama. A lot of the stuff that he was able to do. Um, I mean, it was special. You know, leaving from LSU, you got to know, let's, let's go on and read back. You know, his retirement just don't end at Alabama. You know, mm -hmm. we got to go all the way back when he was at Michigan State. Or let's yeah. go all the way back when he was with the Cleveland Browns, defensive coordinator with Bill Belichick, who we definitely need to talk about, who retired as well. Yes. You know, from him leaving from there, uh, going to Michigan State, then going to LSU, then leaving LSU, you know, winning a national championship at LSU. You know, don't, don't forget that. Won a championship there. Then – Going to the Miami Dolphins, where I feel like you know higher management uh, screwed him a little bit. He wanted Drew Brees. They didn't want. They didn't want Drew Brees. They thought. Drew yeah, Brees I remember reading about that in that Drew Brees book. They, they thought they he kept on putting him through all these physicals and stuff mm -hmm. like that, and that's why he didn't end up going there. And if you think about it, rightfully so at the time, because the surgery he had, not even you know even the top tier baseball players, especially a football player, wasn't going to come back from that. But Drew Brees proved wrong. Yeah. Came back. Nick Saban he saw. He wanted that. And, you know. Then he went to Alabama and. Brought back the glory days that they used to have with uh, Bear Bryant. Uh, Nick Saban has had an incredible career. He's won, I mean, all over. He's the standard. He's the greatest of all time. Yes. No argument uh, to it. Um, none whatsoever, man. Uh, he's better than Bear. He's better than Urban. You know, he's better than anybody you can, anybody you could think of, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Nick Saban is, is the GOAT. and. Uh, congratulations to his retirement. Hope he has a great time, you know, on his boats and cars and stuff. And yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, I, there's some people out there that are skeptical. They think it's going to be like a Tom Brady type thing. He's going to retire all of whatever, you know, short period of time. And then he's going to have that itch and want to come back. I, I don't know. 
Um, that could be a thing. Maybe some of y'all want to chime in and, um, you know, make sure y'all are out there sharing this thing out. We want to get some, you know, people out here, you know, uh, chiming in on everything. But, you know, I heard that his wife's health is something that's that was taken to a factor as well as Terry. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if that's going to change or anything like that, but the, he is going to keep a role. I know Jacob's been telling me that in a, in a you know, in our group chat about um, he's going to be hanging around. He's going to have an office. Shoot, I'm, I think he's already been doing stuff, like I said, in the in playing a part as far as like trying to keep these players retained at Alabama, you know, trying to tell them, hey, stay, stay here, don't go, that kind of thing. Um, you know, and, and he's going to have a role in that. Jacob brought up something. He said, I'm happy to hear Saban will be – on the committee, hope he can shape up everything. I haven't seen that. Have you seen anything about him being on the committee? I haven't um, seen that. No. Haven't seen that yet. I wouldn't mind it. I'd love for him to be on the committee. I'd love for him to become. Uh, I know some people toss this around, just jokingly, but if college football uh, could get a commissioner, you know, uh, if we could have a sole guy that's you know in charge of college football, perfect guy. Wouldn't mind having him. He yep, understands perfect. it. He's been there, done that. He's as uh, straightforward and forthcoming as it as it comes, you know he he's that kind of guy. He'll shoot it to you straight. He'll tell you how it is right then and there. I wouldn't mind him in that in that role. So um, yeah, the, you know if we can keep him involved, keep him doing stuff. I'm sure he'll be doing some stuff on ESPN, you know, and things like that. But um, I'd love I'd love to see you know more of him. I don't want him to you know to to go away completely. And I have a feeling that won't happen. Um, so we'll see. Do you see any chance of him coming out of retirement though? Um, no, he's not coming out of retirement. No. I don't think so either. Uh, he's older. Uh, um, one, um, I listened to the whole interview on ESPN. Um, I didn't listen to all, of it, but um, you know, uh, he, 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 he's not coming back. He's not coming back. See, it was it was a lot different than when Brady. Brady basically made his retirement because he was more of the fact that, yeah. uh, oh man, I don't think I, I'm good for anything. You know, he came back a few months later because he couldn't even sit down. But it, it's a lot different, man. You know, a lot of and you know, I know you had Michael Jordan come back. You know, you had a few come back, but yeah, uh, coaching wise, uh, heck, even even Urban Meyer, you know, say he retired. You know, remember he said he retired. Yeah, he did. He was and having he like health problems, and then he came back. And, to you know, so it does happen here and there, but I don't think that's gonna happen. Going to Jacksonville. Um, Saban made a great point on his show, uh, on, on the interview, um, that the reason why just no, we should wait, but. He made a great point on the interview that the reason why he couldn't come back, you don't want to like come back like after retirement, is because he couldn't do things the same way that he was able to do it. He wasn't he he wasn't able to do things um, coaching wise the way he was able to, like he used to in his younger years. He couldn't. He he's a, a guy that loves excellence, and he couldn't get that excellence. And he said there was a lot of things that. He felt like he could have helped the players, his coaching staff do a lot better throughout this season, but he couldn't do it himself. And that, and when sometimes when you have guys that have that type of greatness, and um, you know, like guy like Tom Brady, like he don't like losing. Those guys don't. They've been winning for so long. They don't care for lose. They don't care to lose. They try to do everything at a hundred percent. And when they mm -hmm. can't do that no more, it does hurt you. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I put it up here and I saw uh, saw it. No, he's done. All the sickness stuff is false, though. And he's going to be in more of a GM type style at Bama. Said he wants to be an analyst and be on the board uh, where he can keep where, where he can help the NIL stuff, et cetera, at some point. Yeah, I, I saw where y'all are bringing and um, we'll, we'll get into that here in a second. Um, you know, the new regime coming in there. They are going to have a GM type person coming in. But I guess Saban's going to be there to kind of assist in things. Yeah. Um, you know, to help out, but um, yeah, 
uh, trust me, thing. Oh, here goes Kobe. Here we go. Imagine how good a coach had to be for fans of other teams to celebrate his retirement. You're correct. You're correct. Imagine, you know, I, I imagine it was the same thing with, um, sure. you know, people celebrating when Jordan, you know, I, I guarantee you every Utah Jazz fan celebrated when Jordan retired. And, you know, uh, we saw how many people hated the Patriots when Tom Brady, you know, w- was playing and winning all those championships. I bet you they were happy when that. Yeah, anytime there's greatness, you know, people people are happy for you to be gone. It's the same, right, same way we all got happy when y'all would lose games, Kobe. Uh, I can't tell you how upset I was when freaking Auburn let that game go. Uh, the, the, this past year, man, I, I knew I was livid. Eternally, livid. I knew. Eternally, I knew. That our chances of making the playoffs, we had we had to win that game, and it is it was different when in uh 2021 when we knew. Let's be honest, we all we already knew that we could lose to Alabama, we still could make the playoffs. We knew that because of how dominant we were through that whole run. Compared yeah. to this year, even though we were undefeated, we weren't as dominant, and there was a lot more undefeated teams. So we knew, like, oh, we have to win this, this game. Yeah, we're out. And I I was like, yeah, Alabama could beat them, but I seen what they did with Ohio State. When um, Wisconsin, Ohio State had uh, one loss. And actually, yeah, they had one loss. And Penn State had two losses, won the conference, but they put Ohio State in over them. You know, mm-hmm. so like, I, I, I was like, hey, I feel like we'll be in the same very similar situation. Alabama beat us, but it don't matter. Because we'll have the one loss, and we're the, you know, hey, we'll be get, get in. But I didn't think they were going to do that overall. Um, if Auburn didn't win that game, so, um, you know, look, props to him, man. Look, Nick Saban, you look, and you got to respect that. That's that type of aura I was talking about. You know, you know, if you're able to get by this guy, you go, you've got a good you're chance. You're pretty it. good, yeah. You, you, like you're not, yeah. Same yeah. reason I was happy when they didn't make the college football playoff. Uh, you know, when we went and played, you know, eventually ended up beating TCU. Like I was. You know, like uh, now TCU's in it. That's an easier win. I, mean, I don't have to worry about going through these guys, you know. Um, right. So, yeah, man, hey, y'all had y'all's moment. You know, you had a big moment. And, man, it was a long time. I was listening to Josh Pate today, our good buddy Josh Pate, Kobe. He was <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, uh, you know, if you're like in your 20s, 20s and 30s, uh, you know, you you got to live through. Um, uh, he said head-to-head matters. Ain't that right, Torres? Yeah. Head-to-head does matter. We only got that one. We only got that one. Uh, but, guess, right. but guess what? But guess what? It don't matter sometimes to the committee, obviously. So it don't. Hey, last year at the end of the season, y'all both had Alabama and Tennessee both had two losses, but yet Alabama's ranked above them. Yeah. You know, like we yeah. we, we ain't stupid, y'all. Like we understand that Alabama with Nick Saban has That's a lot Kobe. more we got, got Kobe going. I love it. They have a lot more pool than every other every other team is no different than looking like looking at the chiefs or when you look at that tom brady like who got the calls in the games come on like we can't be y'all can't be acting like this we know we knew alabama would get certain calls that a lot of the teams didn't get all right we knew tom brady they talk about michael jordan lebron show sure enough get him Greatness, you will get a few more calls than everybody else. You just yeah, the way it is, and just the way it is. But you've earned that. You've earned that. No, Kobe, stay. Don't, don't. No, leave, we're not making excuses. Leave. Alabama, Alabama is great. Like, I'm not, I'm not. We've been hyping them up. We've been talking about them. But there, there is a lot of truth to what a lot of things that go on. And we know they got a lot more push 
towards the college football player because there's no way they should have been on FSU. As I've already said, if that was that's, any of that's neither here nor there now. That's ancient history at this point. Yeah, it is. We, it is. I can guarantee you, I can you if Missouri had won the SEC championship, they would have jumped over FSU. Uh-huh. <laughs> Probably not. Probably they not. So let, let's swing into the next thing, the coaching hires. Kobe Jacob, this is where I uh, – Oh, yeah. He said, I might, uh, Jackson chimed in. I may be at State Farm Arena, but my head and heart are really here. Oh, thank you, Jack. I tagged him on this one. I knew he, uh, he had talked about maybe looking into it or something, but, um, the coaching hires. So let's, let's talk about it. Nick Saban leaves. Kalen DeBoer comes in from Washington. Um, it seems like this wasn't the first choice. Uh, it looked, it seemed like Lanning was the first one. That, that falls through. Lanning, uh, I, I don't know what went behind the scenes. Obviously, he got paid a little extra, got some type yep. of money involved, and uh, that that one didn't happen. Then you start hearing about Sarkeesian. He gets him, uh, you know, a, a nice little extension. Then you start hearing about who who else was it? Uh, Torres. We there, there was a good bit in the mix, uh, but every one of them ended up getting extension. Lane Kiffin, yeah, Kiffin, yeah, Lane Kiffin got him a nice extension. Dabo even got some type of extension, I think. Mike yeah, Norvell, definitely. Even though, you know, Dabo got one, even though the fans were chanting anyone but Dabo and stuff like that. They they really yeah. did not want Dabo. They really did not. But they finally land on Kalen DeBoer. And, you know, you'll, you'll hear two different sides of things. You'll hear some people bring up this dude doesn't have any experience in the South. Um, you know, proven winner, obviously, but he finished 36th in recruiting. Um, this past year, despite winning um, a national or getting to a national championship, um, you, you hear all, you can hear the negative, but then you hear the positive. Uh, this guy, when he was in the NAIA, he, he was like, I can't remember how many, but he he barely lost any games. The dude was like nearly unbeatable. Um, obviously, then he you know gets the head head coaching job um, later on down the road after you know coaching at Indiana and I think Fresno State. Uh, yeah. You know has hasn't lost many games, uh, so he's a proven winner. Um, he's coming in, he's bringing his offensive coordinator is what they're saying, the wide receiver coach. I think it's the tight end coach and their GM. Um, a lot of stuff has been said about the GM, uh, Kobe, Kobe, Jacob, all of them have said pretty highly, highly, uh, high things about him. Uh, talking about how good of a recruiter he is. They're so happy that he's there. Honestly, I'm being, I'm being, this isn't a slight. I hadn't heard of the dude until this point. I think it's like Courtney Morgan. I want to say his name without looking mm-hmm. it up, but uh, they were hyping him up. They said, he, you know, now that they got him, the recruiting should be pretty good. Obviously the office coordinator is good. Uh, Grubbs, I think he's awesome. Um, he was in the running for the office coordinator job. He turned it down at Alabama last year for them to then go on to sign uh, Tommy Reese. So obviously Saban had some, some high respect for Washington and their coaches, but he's bringing them in the, um, what do you think about this new regime coming in? Obviously, they still have some spots to fill, and we'll get into that here in a moment. Uh, but what do you think about the hire of Kalen DeBoer and, and him bringing in his coaching staff uh, from Washington? Um, I, I really do. I, I like Kalen DeBoer. Um, I think that's a good hire. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I do not think that was Alabama's first option. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think they had a lot more other guys potentially on the table. Yeah, I just don't think – um, they didn't think it would get down to option four or five. I mean, you can listen to what everybody say, whatever they want to say, but um, the, the results speak for themselves with a lot of the guys that you're committing or some of the guys that are transferring. Um, 
I don't think a lot of people expected to be Kalen DeBoer, but I actually, I'm okay with this hire. And the reason why I say this, I know a lot of people say, well, he hasn't won in the South. He's never coached in the SEC. Mm, yeah. With the things that they have at Alabama, with the name at Alabama, all right? Mm -hmm. They still got a lot of athletes. He obviously can go and recruit. He's obviously can go and win. He just got Washington to, able to a national championship, able to beat Oregon back-to-back -back years. All right. Was it, what was it 14 and one they ended the season with? I mean, obviously yeah, the one loss coming in the national championship. Yeah. That's like, awesome. I mean, look, they made it to the national championship. I mean, look, you was able to make the playoff. You beat Oregon twice. Heck, they had the hardest schedule technically according to ranked teams to anybody in the country. Yeah. They played a ranked team almost every single week, you know, and beat them with a good team. I mean, look, they, they had a good defense and they had a really good offense. I don't think overall necessarily it's about the way that he has been brought in. I think he is still able to coach football is football. And I think a lot of people make that mistake um, when they're looking at coaches. Well, he's never coached. There. Football is still football. The thing that's going to come into play is how can he go out and recruit in the South? How can he um, get close to these players like here in the South? You know, because that's different. You look at a guy like, Jeremy Pruitt, or you look at a guy like Kirby Smart, or you look at a guy like Lane Kiffin, you look at a guy like I know oh, must I mean, go through all the C coaches that we've seen the last 15 years. Mm -hmm. What do we all have in common? They are from the South. Yeah, they know this guy's a little different. He is not very rarely do you see an SEC team go get a coach from outside of the South because they mm -hmm. need to know the area. So I think that's the only Brian thing. Kelly. You know, Brian yeah, was, and that's why it shocked. It did shock him Brian and his and family. Are happy yeah, to be yeah. here, <laughs> and it shocked a lot of people because they were like, "He coached in Notre Dame. He's not gonna be able to come and coach at LSU. He's uh, not gonna be the same. you know." And he got a Heisman. He's been yeah. Alabama already. Like he's he's done some good things. They, he's done they some good stuff before his tenure. So yeah. like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sleep on Caitlin DeBoer just yet. I'm not gonna sleep on this. You know, Jackson brings it up too. This is some, you know, uh, some comparisons we've seen already. You know, people bringing up the South thing. He's right. He said the not coaching in the South thing is overplayed. Nick Saban hadn't before he was at LSU. Uh, obviously, we brought that up earlier. He was at Michigan State. And then Urban Meyer had no experience in the South before Florida, obviously coming from 100%. And it's great. It's, it's, it's great comparisons there because it's true. I mean, both of them had great success um, and did good. It's, it, it shouldn't write you off just because you're not from the South or you don't really have much experience from the South, but it, it can help. It can help. Um, I'll tell you what I think though, you know, and, and this is, this is what it'll come down to. Um, you see these guys like, um, like, you know, you, you brought up some like Kirby um, and Nick Saban, you know, you, you bring up these, these good, you know, coaches um, not all the time, and this isn't a, a slide in any of them. Obviously, they know their X's and O's. They know how to draw, you know, drop schemes, drop plays, that kind of stuff to do it. But really, what they're good at is being a CEO, is what we yes. call it. Like they're, they're good at managing their rosters, managing their coaching staffs, and first and foremost. And I think, I think Jacob, I think Jackson, I think Kobe, I think whoever you get in here would agree. In the, in the SEC, you have to be able to recruit. You have got to be able to recruit that. That's simply what it comes down to is the caliber of roster is what it comes down to. Majority of the time. That's how Kirby flipped around UGA. That's how Saban flipped around Bama. Like you, you can, the list goes on and on and on. You can, you can come in and, you know, if you're bringing in the talent, 
the Jimmys and Joes are more important than the X's and O's, as they say, right? right? And um, you you bring in the talent, the rest is history. You know, the rest solves itself. Um, I don't know if he's at that level. The dude can, the dude knows his X's and O's, though. I will say that about Kendall DeBoer. He he can draw up some plays. He can scheme up some stuff that'll really mess you up. You know, as an offense, I, I think he's great at that. Um, do I do I think that Grubbs is a great recruit? I don't really know. Maybe this Courtney Morgan fellow, he's pretty good, but there's some things that have happened uh, that have transpired here recently. Is oh yeah, and Jacob brings it up here. Uh, he can't overlook a 104 to 12 record. I don't care where you coach. Yeah, he can win games. That Kalen mm-hmm. DeBoer, he can win freaking games. He's a, he's a dog at that. But um, recent recent events have transpired, uh, and uh, Jacob knows where I'm going with this. T. Rob, Travis Robinson. He's the I guess you could say the last great recruiter they kind of had on staff. Um, you know, I don't know if you necessarily call Steele this because Kevin Steele, he, he had retired two days before Saban. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you go out and call him an, uh, an ace recruiter or anything by any means. Uh, they didn't let go of a couple other guys. I don't know if Tommy Reese really proved his chops as a recruiter necessarily. Um, <clears throat> and technically, I think he's on staff. I don't know what's happening with him next. I don't know if they're going to retain him somehow. Uh, I kind of feel bad for the dude. You, you, you come in for one year as an officer coordinator and – you're, you might be gone, you know, they, like a year later. Uh, it's kind of crazy, but um, they, they don't have that guy that's that's been retained by staff to be a recruiter. I'm, obviously, I think Saban's going to be used. He's going to be a, a figurehead when, you you know, kids come on campus, when they come on their official visits, come see Saban, come check him out, shake hands, meet the GOAT, that kind of thing. You're going to use that. Who wouldn't? Um, you know, that would be stupid. I, I, to. I saw some people talk about that, though. See, they don't want Saban to become a Philip Foomer. Um like mm. uh, he was at Tennessee. I don't know. Uh, I, I want to hear what, yeah, Jacob, y'all tell, yeah, would y'all like to see that or would y'all not? Yeah, but no, I, no, no. Like, I think it's huge and I think it's big for the program, but you especially, don't want, especially early on, probably, you know, while yeah, it's but, still, while it's still fresh. But see, that's, that's the problem, though. That's the problem, though, Tyler. With a guy of that ranking who's mm-hmm. been that great of a coach for your program, the greatest coach you ever had for your program. All right. Let's just not, oh, yes, he is the GOAT. That, that, that's even added on to it. You have that guy. They have all these coaches that's going to be coming in. Hopefully, the board stays there. But yeah, I'm yeah, just going to hypothetical. You have all these different people, coordinators, coaches coming in back to back, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have Saban right here looking down on them. And every time, because they say his stadium is going to be right there where the state, uh, where Brian Denny is. Yeah. He's looking over. Man, I wish you would have had that guy right there. I hate this guy down here. Man, I remember the glory. See, People yeah. want to talk and act like, oh, we, we're going to give the board a chance. We're going to give him the board a chance. Yeah, you're saying that now. Mm-hmm. But wait till when that first loss at home come to a team you didn't expect to lose to. Wait till that loss come to somebody that you don't expect to have a close game with you. Then we're going to see how true of fans are you really going to be. Are you going to really give this guy a chance? Because for Tennessee fans, Philip Fumer, the son of a gun, won him their championship. Great mm-hmm. coach for Tennessee. 1998, right? 1998. Every uh-huh. time a coach come in, they're always thinking about what that coach could possibly have done compared to him. All right? Yeah. You can't do that. And I think now, I hope, I hope they don't do that. And I hope Saban reiterates to them, like, don't do that. Like Saban mm-hmm. said in an interview one time. He was like, y'all, when I got here, y'all were just happy to win games. Now, it, we I win a championship every year for y'all to be happy. Mm-hmm. That's the problem that I don't <laughs> want the coach coming in to have to deal with same thing, same thing with Georgia fans. You cannot think about with Kirby Smart. 
We ain't won. We, I mean, we went. You already we said it, man. You know, you once you once you set that standard, it's expected. That standard, but guess what? Guess what? You cannot forget how hard it is to get there. Oh, you yeah. can't forget how hard it is to get to this route. Like Kirby Smart has been an incredible coach for Georgia, but you have to also remember: every time we get in the playoffs, we need to be thankful. Every time we make it to an SC championship, we need to be thankful because we're we're now thinking. We get like the Alabama. Oh, it's a standard. Oh, SC championship. That's that's automatic. You can't think like that. Mm-hmm. So when you start thinking like that, but then when somebody comes in is not able to meet to that standard, guess what? Then you go, oh, he should be fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's immediate hate. That's why I'm get. That's why I'm mad at uh, Ohio State with Ryan Day. Ryan Day has gotten his team to a national championship. Ryan Day has gotten his team to playoffs. They're freaking up. Oh, Three seconds away from winning, from going to the, they would be TCU from winning a national championship. They have done a lot of incredible things, and yet they've been to the playoffs what three or four times in his career mm-hmm. since he's been a the coach there. Oh man, we can't get over the hook because we can't beat Michigan. Yeah. Hold up, hold up. What about all these other successful things that he has done for y'all? Like mm-hmm. it's hard to find a good coach. It Trust, is. Like, Who else are you going to go to? Yes, when you got a good coach, when you got Ryan Days, when you got Kirby Smarts, when you got Nick Saban, you're in the one percent. All right, to find somebody that put you over there or somebody that's gonna be a little bit better than them is gonna be that much harder. Yeah, you know who you gonna find? Who you gonna find? That's why I hope, I really do hope, they give Caleb the boy a really good shot. I really do. Yeah. Uh, while you were talking, Jacob chimed in. He said uh, the running back coach and D-line coach are still retained and they can recruit great in the South. I think it's Freddie Roach is one of them. He can correct me here if I'm if I'm uh, wrong, but Freddie Roach, and I can't remember the other guy's name, um, but I, I, I think I know you're talking about. They got rid of some other guys. He said T-Rob was just a finisher. Um, and yeah, and you can look at, you know, some of the recruiting prowess of uh, Travis Robinson, um, you know, throughout his coaching, you know, tenure. Uh, Robert Gillespie, good job. Thank you, uh, Jacob. Uh, that was the other guy. And, you know, he, he's, he's recruited some good guys. He's gotten a lot of good guys to commit. Um, Kirby wasted no time going and grabbing this dude. Like, literally, I think it was the day after DeBoer or sometime mm-hmm. the day of DeBoer, it was announced that, um, you know, th- that he's heading to Georgia. And I was freaking ecstatic. Like, I was so happy, man. I was like, oh, yes. Hearing that we can keep Schumann as a co-defensive coordinator with him mm-hmm. and then Muschamp's mm-hmm. taking a backseat as an analyst and still being able to have him and ha- have his mind and brain, you know, in, in the building is amazing. Like I was, I was so happy with that. Um, I think the main worry for, for Bama fans now is who's going to be defensive coordinator. Who's going to come in and do this. And I'd love, yeah. If y'all can chime in, yeah, Jacob, let me know, man, who, who are we looking at? Who are y'all, who are y'all taking a look at as far as defensive coordinator? I've seen some people throw out Jeremy Pruitt, who Torres has already referenced, but, you know, at this point, there's some people out there, he's damaged goods. You know, he's out, he's got all the allegation stuff still hanging over him, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, there, there's some other guys out there. I think, yeah, Jacob actually mentioned it today. Um, South Alabama's head coach, I believe is who he brought up. Uh, it could be a guy that, that can come in. He's a former Bros Award winner. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how it can go. Um, the thing you got to be worried about now, I think, as a Bama fan, is, is the recruiting prowess. Uh, sure. You no longer have Saban. Um, you know, like I said, you done lost Robinson. Um, who on that, you know, coaching staff, outside of, I guess, the running back coach and D-line coach, are you going to be able to rely on to, to come in, close these deals down, get these guys in? Because now, you know, and it, it's been stated a lot in, in many different ways, 
uh, you no longer have the the saving effect where guys are going to be willing to take less NIL money to come to Bama to get developed. You no longer have that proven standard of uh, NFL development on your coaching staff. I mean, DeBoer, yeah, sure, DeBoer is sending some guys to the league. I mean, Pen- Penix is about to be drafted. Uh, you know, Odunze, all, all these guys that they got, McMillan, you name it, like all these wide receivers and, and whatnot. They had a great team, and, and they're going to have a lot of guys that get drafted, but that wasn't at Alabama. You know, that wasn't here. Now it's it's like a clean slate. You know, he's going to have to kind of build it up from there and, um, you know, have that kind of happen. You know, Georgia, I feel like, kind of gets that. You know, we're, I feel like there's times we don't have to pay as much NIL because guys are willing to take a little bit of a discount to go to Georgia because they know they're going to make it up in the long run going to the NFL. Uh, so you're going to be struggling against that. You got, you know – not only that, but you're bringing all these dudes from the, the Northwest down with you uh, to recruit the South. You're surrounded by Kiffin, Sarkeesian, you know, uh, Kirby. You know, you got all these dudes you're going to be competing with. And, I, you know, there's probably more out there, you know, um, that you can name. Uh, and Brian Kelly, you know, like there, there's SEC, man. It, it is relentless. It is a it is a 24-7, job. Huh? Is that, like you said, Sharkeesian, you got Texas, Oklahoma, you know, with Oklahoma now joining, you know, yes. with like I feel like that's a little reason why I, there. He's my a good, good he's friend, good. Um, wide receiver from Jones County, Zion Reagans. I mean, he yeah. knows they want to the SEC, goes to Oklahoma team, boom, get recruited. He's know what type of offense they are. A lot of people probably go to Oklahoma type team, you know, so I wouldn't be surprised, you know, like a lot of these teams, Texas A&M, Missouri, like. All these things. Yeah, Drinkwitz has definitely proven himself as a recruiter. Like mm-hmm. uh, Auburn. Hey, one thing you know, Hugh Freeze is going to be throwing some cash out there, son. Good yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Behind him. It's <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be tough. Yeah. If he can prove himself and he can break in, and um, you know he he, he can kind of set himself up for success, more power to him. That's going to be awesome. It's just going to be tough from the start, though. Like especially now, they're losing a lot of guys in the transfer portal. Could be adding more here. You know, there there was talks, and I've been telling I was telling Torres before that you know he's been in the group chat. You know, we've been talking about it, but the whole Travis Robinson ordeal where um, DeBoer comes in, tells Travis Robinson, "You're not going to be my defense coordinator." He takes the deal at Georgia, but then Saban advises him, "You probably shouldn't have done that." At least that's how I'm reading the whole situation. Is um, you know Saban told him, "Why are you kind of why are you getting rid of this dude?" And then they bring him in for an interview offer him the defense coordinator position yesterday and he still takes the Georgia job. Um, that's a hit. Like, I feel like that's a hit to them. Um, it, it's going to dude. they're, they're going to, they're going to lose some guys in the portal. Now there's going to be some guys that probably follow him in the portal. And most notably my favorite who I really want Caleb Downs. I, oh my God. I've been talking about this dude for not God knows how long I wanted him out of high school. Some reason, one reason or another, he does. He, he, his family does not really care for Georgia. They didn't recruit his um, his brother, his older brother, Josh Downs, who now plays for the Indianapolis Colts, was at North Carolina, um, and they kind of held that grudge against Georgia. And um, you know, now we're setting ourselves up. Now that we got uh, Travis Robinson on board, maybe he comes on. That's that was his position coach. He can he can come on board, follow him over to Georgia, still see some success. And, and go from there. So we'll see who enters the portal from here. It could be a uh, pretty big exodus, though. We'll see. Go ahead. Well, it's, that, that's going to be actually really interesting, um, you know, but I, after seeing what Ohio State is doing, you know, I also heard a lot of rumors about him going potential Ohio State. To Ohio State. Um, from now, and- from what I'm hearing now, with the Robinson news to him going to Georgia, like, 
I, I heard the number 99.9% sure that Downs is coming. That's that's from a guy that's pretty connected. And um, I've been hearing more and more positivity toward that. I'm being dead serious. Like, I, I Are you really saying for real? That I've been seeing the stuff, yes, from people that are connected. That, that Downs, with the, with the Travars Robinson move to Georgia, Downs will probably follow him. But I did also hear the same thing you, you've you been hearing as well, as Ohio State is the other team to watch here. And who knows? Hey, with today's world, shoot, we could look at it. as soon as he hits the transfer portal. Sure, it might look like Georgia. But then what about when Ohio State comes and says, here's $2 million or something like that? You know, let's just say they make some astronomical offer to Caleb Downs. A kid can change his mind in a heartbeat like that. You know, everything can change. That's what I'm saying. You know, there, you can never fully guarantee anything nowadays. But you can't because the closest thing to Saban – that was still left in college football, the way on how they do things, it's probably Kirby. And yeah. I'm be honest with you, I doubt Kirby's going to blow a load of money. To I think he will. I think he will pay up for downs. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to go to the extremes that some other schools would go to. But That's I, what I would say. Hey, yeah. If Downs ends up landing in Georgia, he's making some cash, dog. He's making oh, yeah, some cash. Sure. He's got, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're going to give him a nice going to, Um, He down there from what was it? What, Mill Creek? Mill Creek. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Because he comes, you're giving him money, and he already knows he's a starter. Like mm-hmm. that, that's 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 already established. He'll be starting right there alongside Malachi Starks. You got a great safety safety deal. So um, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited if if that does happen. Don't want to get my hopes up too much because then again, like I'm telling you right now, I this whole Tavares Robinson thing, like the back and forth stuff this past way. I was getting my hopes up on that. Then they went down when I heard the, the you know, the Bama interview stuff. Then they went back up. And then, and, and, you know, now he's now he's with us. I feel like we could go through the same thing, the ups and downs with downs and whoever else enters that portal. So um, sure. something to keep a, keep an eye on. The other thing we got to do coaching hires wise is now there's an opening at Washington or there was an opening at Washington with DeBoer left. And they are uh, filling that with Arizona's, um, Head coach Arizona, as you know, um, you know, really great team this past year. Uh, they, you know, ended up having a great record, uh, doing some great stuff. And now, um, you know, Washington brings in their coach. I think it's Jed, yeah, Jed Fish. He comes in. Uh, he actually used to coach for the Seahawks. And, you know, so he's from the area. You know, he's familiar with the area. And he comes in, a great coach, did a lot with. Seemingly, you know, I mean, he had some good talent on that team, but Arizona, nobody was picking Arizona to do as good as they did. I don't, no. I don't care who you are. I don't think anybody was picking them to do as good as they did. And they found themselves in the midst of possibly playing themselves into the Pac-12 championship game. Now, I mean, obviously they came a tad bit short, but they were right they were there in the team. thick of things. They were a good team. They were a good team. Uh, what do you think about that hire? Um, I think that's a solid hire. You know, it's something um, – I think Washington got a, a lot of talent, but let's be honest, Washington got a lot of guys that are transferring, that are leaving, uh, not transfer, sorry, leaving for the NFL draft that was on this team this year. And, there, and there's some so, transfer. Uh, yeah, and there's a few transfers. So uh, we might we might see a little bit of a drop-off from Washington. Uh, and plus, and what people don't understand, man, <clears throat> next year, next year the big, uh, the big 10 conference. Now it's you're going to have – Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Oregon, Washington, USC. Like, you're about to have a bunch of killers in all one division. And now, hey, it's going to be Texas. 
who plays uh, Washington? No, Michigan. Michigan. Washington got to play Michigan next year. Uh, there's a lot of like tight. That's gonna be a hard. Gonna be a hard schedule for them boys next year. So I really do see a little bit of a drop off of Washington unless they're able to retain a lot of talent. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be a good hire in the long run. You know, allow mm-hmm. him to reestablish, let him be, bring in recruits, let him build himself back up. Um, yeah. Because the board leaving Washington, going to Alabama, is going to obviously take some steam. So whoever was getting ready, yeah, I bet a lot of people didn't pay attention to who decommitted from Washington. You know, who decommitted or, you know, are starting to change up from Washington. They're probably going to lose a lot of guys because the board is now going to Alabama. So now you have to keep your eyes on that. And I do see a little bit of a drop off from Washington, but it shouldn't be too long. But they're not, they're not, the conference is hard now, man. It's a hard conference. So, yeah, it might be a minute yeah. for them to get back up to the top. Um, <clears throat> and I guess, you know, while we're here talking about coaches, you know, you brought up earlier Bill Belichick. Being, you know, this isn't college football, but I mean, we we need to touch on it. You know, you you, you lightly touched on the Bill Belichick. You know, parting ways with the Patriots. Who what who else NFL wise? I think Ron Rivera got rid. You know, they got rid of Ron Rivera in Washington. And, Falcons uh, got rid of Arthur Smith. Uh, uh, obviously, the Chargers have their opening. They're interviewing like Jim Harbaugh. Uh, the Ravens are a lot of their like assistant coaches. Their coordinators are getting. Interview like Munkin interviewed for the Chargers job, and he, I saw he's been that. the defensive coordinator has been interviewing for like the Atlanta job. I saw that uh, too. The Cowboys. Yeah. We're about to talk about the Cowboys here in a second, but there's about to be an opening right there. There you got is. Pete Carroll that retired. Pete Carroll, that was another big one. So man, um, yeah, lot lot of lot of big coaches, um, you know, being let go or or moving on to different destinations. Belichick, I feel like it's definitely going to be. We're going to see here in a minute, but the, they're already talking about Jerry Jones is looking at Belichick for the Cowboys job. Our, Atlanta was thick in the mix. I honestly wouldn't mind seeing what that would look like, him in Atlanta. That'd be interesting. Uh, just to see. I'd just be interested to see. I mean, it's hard to do worse. What what, what, what are you making that face for? Because the problem is the higher-ups, the management like Ritter, and obviously nobody likes Ritter. Uh, same thing. They're going to have to get a different guy. I, I hope so. I hope. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know how you keep. I mean, I don't know how you keep trotting him out there. Look, I I talked to my granddad about this yesterday. I said, uh, you want to know why there's a reason why there's so many teams in the NFL that constantly stay losing, that constantly don't have the success as some of the same teams every like all the time. How long? How long has it really been? The Packers have been amongst the bottom worst of the teams. Been a minute. They, they've uh, always been in the mix. How long has it been since a team like the Ravens? The Ravens always been in the mix. Uh, usually the Steelers, depending like heck, the Eagles. Like you still have seen some of the same teams you see in now that you probably seen back in the 70s and 80s. Which few teams that you don't see? I I I'm rooting for the Lions. I hope the Lions because the Lions are finally doing good. Yeah. You don't usually see the Lions. You don't usually see the Browns. The Texans became a team in 2002, so they're still in the upcome. You don't usually yeah. see the Jaguars. You rarely see the Jets. Um, and a team that's always up there, too, is the Falcons. You rarely see the Falcons. I wonder why. Hmm. Oh, let me tell you why. Because the management there consistently makes the stupidest mistakes every single time. Yeah. You draft like an idiot, you they get these coaches that makes no like I felt like I like Dan Quinn. 
Now I know Dan Quinn started to lose a little bit that last year. He yeah. The, yeah, we'll get into it in a second, but the Cowboys game didn't do him any favors. That so. Cowboy game did not help him out at all. But <laughs> it seems like when they when the game is tight, like unless they have some generational type players, because Dan Quinn's name was basically made up off the Legion of Boom. And you know it Atlanta, was. You're correct. Look, he went to Atlanta, they were a good team. Like, don't get it, don't sure. get it foolish. Like he was a good team. Yeah. And when it required a little bit more, he was not able to do it. And they had made the playoffs since the year after the Super Bowl. Like, I just don't think a lot. Like, I don't think Belichick want to go into a situation like that. If Belichick will go into a situation, it's going to be something that favors him. Like the Dallas Cowboys, like the Cow- Dallas Cowboys, or like the uh, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Those are the only two that I really see that Belichick is going to. If it's not one of the, either one of those, you might be seeing uh, Belichick uh, let it go. Well, as it stands, the Falcons have the number eight pick in this year's draft. Could have been better if you had just freaking, I don't know, not, you know. And I understand there's there's a whole ethical dilemma. Should you tank? Should you not tank? Blah, blah, blah. But anytime you catch yourself in the middle, which they're not right in the middle, but you could have played your way up into Drake May. You know, you could have you could have played your way up to Caleb Williams. You know, you could have played your way up to, you know, feeling whatever here. I mean, you might still be able to get a Penix, but do you want a Penix after what you just saw in the in the college football playoff championship? I don't know. Um, you know, th- there there's some it's guys. It's all about schemes. I, I I wouldn't look at that one game and do uh-huh. that. I wouldn't do that because he had a really good season. He I, oh no, play. I'm not I'm not here to crack on him. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. like it after that Texas game, it seemed like everybody and their mama was, oh man, Michael Penix, Michael Penix, Michael Penix, and then oh man, as soon as that one happened, it was like everybody jumped ship. You know, everybody everybody was out. But, I mean, outside of that, you got Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jaden Daniels, obviously, Michael Penix, Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy. I feel like whoever does Bo Nix and J.J. McCarthy, you might be screwing yourself, though. Um, but you may be able to get somebody. I just I just doubt it. I doubt it at number eight. So, I, I don't know. We're, we're going to see how that goes. I don't think they're fixing this thing anytime soon. Yeah. Um, they're definitely in it. You're correct on that fact. Yeah, I, I agree with you, man. I don't see much of what they're gonna do. They're gonna mess it up. They're gonna mess it up. It's the Falcons, bro. They're gonna mess it up. Just I, I'm not surprised. But the reason why I think Arthur Smith kept winning games is because he I'll saw you something, Jacob. They they had a good shot at winning the uh winning a, a division still. They still had a good shot at winning the division, only mm-hmm. to you know get ran through by the Saints, but <laughs> but they had a shot. So yeah. Um outside of that, we'll we'll keep an eye on you know, things as far as, you know, who's going to fill these opportunities. I, I do want to keep an eye on that Falcons job just to see who they end up getting. You know, they're, they're the hometown team, so I'm going to keep up with it. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes, though. But did y'all just see the Falcons trying to give give up number eight pick for Fields? I don't – if they do that, they're stupid. Jacob, Jacob just brought that up. Did y'all just Tyler, see the Falcons? Tyler, Tyler, what did I just say? They're gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jacob, hey, hey, we wouldn't be shocked, I guess, at this point. Something's gonna stay the same. Something just ain't gonna never change with this team. They're not gonna do right. They ain't gonna do right. Here's what I think. And there there was rumors out there that Caleb Williams wasn't going to put his name in the draft if it meant going to Chicago. He he actually he entered the draft today. He put his name in the draft today. That that's breaking news today. Um, I don't know if there was a thing made that hey. The Bears are not going to pick you, so, yeah, you can go, whatever. But 
there's been a lot of hype about Fields. And Fields, don't get me wrong, I'm all right with the dude, especially in fantasy. I'm straight with having the dude in fantasy. He's going to rush for some. He's going to throw some touchdowns. Now he will throw some interceptions. He will make some stupid plays. He's a fun guy to have, though. Um, hometown kid, too, from the Atlanta area. If you trade a first-round pick for him, though, you're stupid. I know they're hyping him up, and they rightfully so should. Uh, the Bears, you know, they, they let him have at it. Hey, here's the keys. Take it this season. Build up that – build up your trade value. Because why wouldn't you? You know, Jacob, Jacob, you and I are experiencing this thing right now with the Lakers. We're, we're giving Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura and all these guys some minutes. So, hey, build up your trade value. So maybe we can trade you at the trade deadline, whatever. Y'all, you're trying to build it up. But uh, I don't know, man. If you end up trading away a first-round pick for him, I just think that's crazy. I think the value for him is, is lower than that. I, I mean, I, maybe a third, fourth-round pick I could see. Not a first, though. Um, I do see a lot of Atlanta fans saying they wouldn't mind taking a swing on him. If you can get him on the low, why not? I would take him at that point because, like I just stated, I don't I don't see you getting a top-notch QB at the number eight pick. You could take a shot on Fields and let him run the show for a year. Maybe, see how maybe, so. maybe so, because I think a lot of people are looking at Jaden Daniels or uh, Caleb Williams, and i am be honest with you, man. I, a, lot of the yeah. teams at, a lot of teams at the top really got their quarterback, so – we, yeah, we were talking about it, Jacob. We, we, I do think there's a chance he does go to Atlanta, but now with the Cowboys stuff happening, you could you could see that going down. So Cowboys yeah, Chargers his first two destinations. I don't see him going to Atlanta. I can maybe see it. I can maybe see. It. I'm not gonna rule it out yet. But while while we're talking about the Cowboys, let's talk about the Cowboys' epic collapse. Um, what did the final score end up being in this one, Torres? Because I, I I didn't watch. I'm just gonna be honest with you. I didn't watch a, a drop of this. And 48-32 was the final score. 48-32. Is that what you said, 48-32? Yes. And it, and was it really ab- wasn't even that close. It was not close. It was just a that lot of garbage. That makes it sound closer than it was. No, it was a lot of garbage time. Touchdown. The score in the fourth quarter was 48-16. to um, They scored 16 points in one quarter. You know, they, they're just driving out bound ball down the field. You know, a lot of deep pass, A lot of just extra stuff going on. But, um, but overall, man, like, Looking at the way that these boys have played so far, uh, um, I I'm not I'm not too much of a fan of the Cowboys of Dak Prescott, bro. Dak Prescott, in my honest opinion, has just faltered this team. You would have thought his rookie season when it was him and Ezekiel Elliott, and they had made the playoffs, and you know they had oh, lost yeah. in that crazy throw by Aaron Rodgers that last second field goal to lose the game. He's like, man, this team gonna have something special rookie year. And they go what 13 and 3 and make the playoffs, mm-hmm. home playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be special. Boy, it has been the same thing over and over and over and over again with these boys. And I said it when Mike McCarthy became the coach of the Cowboys. Them boys ain't gonna win nothing. Because Mike McCarthy couldn't win none with Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers had well, he, he got the one, didn't he? He got the one, right? No, 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 no. Yeah, he won that one. See, they won that one Super Bowl off basically everything where Brett Farr had just left. And plus, you gotta remember who was Mike the, McCarthy, who, who, hey, who they beat in that one? They beat the Steelers in that one. They beat that's the Steelers in that Super that's Bowl. That's why you're salty about him. No, no, no. Mike McCarthy uh wasn't the main head coach a little bit beforehand. He had got brought in. He was a, he was on staff. He was the office coordinator. He was on staff, but he wasn't the head coach yet. That's he right. Got, Who was, was it? Um, can't think of freaking that guy. All right, I'll, I'll look it up. Like, keep keep going on your thing though. Um, keep going on. Who got him the multiple Super? Bowl. He was he was the head coach for the Packers for a long time. I can't think of the guy's name right now. Uh, he was he he was the uh, head coach when the Packers uh, won the Super Bowl, and then when the Packers went on and uh, they Joe lost. Philbin? The Super Bowl. 
Who? No, no, that was just for a year. Hold on. Was it Mike no. Sherman? No, uh, it was way before that. Because uh -uh. it was 2000 to 2005, Mike Sherman was it. Who was before that? Because they went to the Super Bowl and played the Broncos in the 90s, in 98. I'm trying to think of the guy's name. I'm Good. looking it up. But continue. Continue on your thought while I'm, while I'm looking. But overall, um, I mean, he's a famous head coach. I cannot think of his name right now. Man. Yeah. All right. Let it go. Let it go. I'm going to try to find it. You can't it just type in like 1998 Green Bay. Like they went to Super Bowl that year. Oh, uh, but I'm trying to find the one that uh went against the Steelers though. No, Mike McCarthy was the super, was the one that went against the Steelers. Oh, okay. So he okay, I get what you're saying. Green Bay. But, um, okay. um but bad. overall, but overall that was Mike Holmgren. Mike Holmgren. That's there you it. go. That's My bad. Way. My that's bad. It. I thought you meant that uh McCarthy wasn't. The, um, no, I said he won the Super Bowl against the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he didn't. He he didn't become coach till later on during those years. He became the coach. Um, but like you said, what two thousand six? He became the coach like two thousand six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was literally the year right after Rodgers had got drafted. Mm -hmm. So Michael Parker was already on staff. Yeah. And then you know, obviously they go Rodgers. You know, they're really good at having their quarterback system at Green Bay, and you know, eventually he won the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. but. It's not about that one Super Bowl because, yes, winning a Super Bowl is hard. And, look, I always talk about if you win one championship, you should be notified like you're amongst the best. Yeah. But it's a little bit like the the Boston Celtics situation with Green Bay. All right? You remember when the Boston Celtics won that one championship with Paul Pierce? Ray oh, Allen? yeah, the 2008 you would, title. You would think they won them a lot more. You think they should have more. They he goes and get Aaron Rodgers. He has Devontae Adams. He had Jordan Nelson. He had Donald Robert. Uh, Greg Michael Green. Finley. You're Michael Finley. Then you know he had um Jones, James Jones too. James Jones. Well, who's the guy now on the Raiders? The guy now that's currently on the Raiders. Um, oh, man, Adams is Devontae Adams. Yes, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that was another wide receiver that was really good that they had before. They, the they, had, a they had a lot. They had a lot of really good players, and they come up short a lot of time with Mike McCarthy. Basically, what I'm trying to say is. Him going to the Cowboys, especially with what the Cowboys already got. The Cowboys had one of the top defenses this year. Cowboys had a really good overall team, had a lot of really good weapons, had a really top-tier offensive line. You would think with this team, and we're going to get to another team that was just like that, like my, mm -hmm. in Miami, but with this team, you'll be able to do a little bit more. But, oh, no, we got proven wrong on that one. He found a way to mess it up. He's he, out of there. Every time. He does it every time. There. And to answer that question, Colby chimed in: Is Dak really the issue, though? And I, I don't think so. I mean, I, th I mean, I don't think he's the whole issue. I, I blame a lot of it on McCarthy. Now. I mean, I, that's who I blame a lot of it on. I don't, I don't see them getting rid of Dak. No, they don't get rid. But of you know who I do see them getting rid of? McCarthy. And that, that's yeah. that's why they're gonna get rid of McCarthy. But the problem is Jerry Jones. He loves Dak, and that's the freaking problem. And the same way. The same way he liked the previous head coach for the uh, Cowboys a little bit too long, he's going to like Dak for too long. The same way he liked Tony Romo for too long, the same way he's going to like Dak for too long. His moment. So Dak had like a little spurt this year where he was like on fire. Like he was killing it. Same way he did last year. Same way he did the year before. Well, no, I just, I'm not just, out on him yet. I'm not, out, I'm not out on him just yet. See, that's the thing. You have to know when to let go. That's you one gotta thing. know when to hold them. And you gotta know when to fold them. And Green Bay knew when to fold Aaron Rodgers. That's the great thing about it. They knew when to let go of Aaron Rodgers, but they did not know 
Like, the Cowboys don't know when to let go of these great quarterbacks. Let go of these guys. Like, I think now, I think you've gotten a lot out of Dak, but I think you can definitely see that Dak is not the guy to get you over. All right? So, Colby's saying there's a reason to love Dak. He had a near amazing season, improved on his interception less than – uh, less than by 50% MVP conversation season. He was being talked about for MVP for a little bit. He does have a point there. He was two years ago. There. And so is Aaron. Aaron so you're just saying, so you're saying like he, he he's the kind of guy he shows up, he does some of this, but then he fizzles out when it matters most. Yes. Aaron Rodgers okay. just won MVP two years ago. Why is he on a different team? Exactly. It ain't about it ain't about all these I still stats. think he's I still think he's a good quarterback. I agree. I think so. I think he is too. But does he fit you? Does he fit yeah, the Cowboys? Yeah, yeah. That's the question. It ain't about all these. You can have all the stats in the world. Who cares? Alex Smith for the Chiefs. Alex Smith had the Chiefs winning multiple games the year before Mahomes became the full-time starter. The Chiefs had made it to the division around of the playoffs. You think you're just going to let go? You're going to say, no, we're going to start the guy that got us to the division around the playoffs. We're going to start somebody else. You think we're just going to do that with a guy that had even never even played an NFL game? You willing to take that? Because you felt Andy Reid felt like this guy can get him over the hump because Alex Smith could. You have to make that decision the same way for the Cowboys. Dak Prescott is a great quarterback. He is really good. New England Patriots, another example. Drew Bledsoe was a great quarterback. Yeah, he got yeah. them to the Super Bowl. But was he able to get them over the hump? Guess what Belichick said? I think we got a guy that can I don't think these guys – we're not saying that these guys are not a good quarterback. I didn't say Dak's not a good quarterback. But I think for them to get the Dallas Cowboys over the I don't think he will be able to do that. Mm. Yeah, so let's let's swing it over to the other side of the ball, the, the Packers. Packers, you got to say something about them, man. Like that, they, they went oh, off like no, an outstanding no. game. Aaron Jones had a great game. Jordan Love had a great game. I did not see this coming. Um, but then again, I feel like I say this crap every year where I say the Cowboys are going to do this, and then they always backfire on me. So I'm, I'm, I think I'm kind of going to go the same route that we went last episode where we talk about we're not going to believe in us beating Bama till we see it happen. I'm not going to believe in the Cowboys winning actual, you know, legit playoff games till I see it happen. But the yeah. Packers, you got to say something about them, man, that they were able to pull this game, um, this game out, have a pretty good season, even after letting Aaron Rodgers go, um, you know, Honestly, there's a lot to like about this team. Like they have a lot of young wide receiver talent, yes. and uh, you know Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, uh, the what's his name, the Jaden. Uh, oh my God, I had him in fantasy for a little bit. He's the kid from Michigan State, the uh, wide receiver they have that's pretty good. Um, I don't know, Jaden something. Uh, then on top of that, you know, pretty good tight end. He was wide open, Luke Musgrave. Um, you know, the running backs are obviously pretty good. Defense is pretty solid, and you got to remember they they were sellers at the trade deadline. They traded away one of their top corners to the Buffalo Bills, uh, mm-hmm. Rosal Douglas, and here they are making it to the second round of the playoffs. So I mean, pretty wild season, pretty successful season. All props given to him, man. Uh, Jordan Love had a great season. 30 yeah. t- Thirty-two touchdowns, only eleven interceptions. They've led. The, I mean, he's been playing phenomenal. Threw for over four thousand yards. And his, and to be honest, in one of his, this is one of his best years. Like I really enjoyed what I saw out of Jordan Love. I, I'm, I'm excited for him. I'm excited what the Packers are going to be able to do for him in the future. Now, I'm be honest, which I don't see them beating the 49ers next week, but I am yeah. excited to see what they're able to do in the future. So yeah, yeah, true that. So let, let's swing it on over here to the the Dolphins game. To his troubles, man. Jaden Reed, thank you, Colby. Jaden Reed is the kid from Michigan State, mm-hmm. and oh, uh, we'll swing it here. It was, it was Chiefs Dolphins. 
Colby even uh, mentioned here, makes you think, is the coach the problem, like you said, difference between the Chiefs and the Cowboys is the Hall of Fame caliber coach, Andy versus McCarthy. I don't even know if that's the whole reason. That's not It's different com- comparing Mahomes to, to Dak. Is, is you, you say that, but how many people – now, Andy Reid was already a Hall of Fame coach before. He Mahomes, was. Uh-huh. But he had never won a Super Bowl yet. He had gotten there with Donovan McNabb. He McMahon. got there with the Eagles. He had, he had a lot of good success with, on the Chiefs with Alex Smith. But he had yet to win one. And yep. he knew taking that type of chance, because a lot of see people forget a lot of people were not the biggest fan of him doing that to Alex Smith just yet. Because the Alex Smith had get had so much success, they even made an AFC championship game with him. Mm-hmm. But he was able to take that type of risk. I think that's the same situation the Cowboys are in. I just think a lot of people aren't willing to go out there and make that type of statement. They're like, man. Make a change. It, it definitely it. plays a part. Yeah, coach is definitely a big part because you have to take that risk and you have to know when to do this, when to do that kind of thing. So That's ultimately, right. Kobe, you're you're kind of right on that. But yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I kind of think that is a, that is a big difference there. You're right. Just ineptitude of coaching. Um, but looking at this game, we 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 you know we talked about it last, you know, last show. Um, the weather would play a part, and it did. It did. It played a bit played a big part. I was able to catch the tail end of this one and um catching i was tuning in you know i was checking it out from time to time um Tua did not have a great game it's a bad bad man, bad bad few days for the for the bama fans out there uh nick saban Tua goes down like it, it just wasn't a wasn't a great uh show and they, they were beat up we talked about that last um last show but it isn't like the chiefs are a model of health either i mean defense is solid but offense i mean the pass catchers like i mean i mean are we kidding here like it, it just it isn't much there's a lot to be left to desired, uh, to be hey. desired. Um, even hey, though Rasheed Rice, hey, Rasheed Rice is popping. I've right said it. What did, I, too. what did I just say on here last year? What'd you say? Said, I've seen it too many times. I said the Chiefs, I said Mahomes and these boys, all of them, they remind me a lot like what Tom Brady in New England used to be. They could have an awful regular season. Get a bum off the street, and then you can go to Playoff experience. That's the difference maker. You got a Hall of Fame coach, a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame tight end, a top five defense. You're telling me you're not going to be deadly in the playoffs? I like their chances against a lot yeah. of those teams. Like, I think we forget that. Like, now, it depends on who plays, who they play in the next round. Because right now, the Bills are putting the whooping on the uh, – Yeah, I was about to update you 21-7.5. Yeah, I, yeah, I was definitely keeping up. But I'm not surprised. I mean, look, I didn't think we were going to win that game anyway. But yeah. – if they go and play the Bills, that'll be a good game. You know, I think that'll be an interesting game. Chiefs versus Bills, you know. And so, hey, who, who are the Chiefs playing next? We got to see who wins this game between the Bills and the Chiefs first. Oh, so we, oh, yeah. the Bills and the Steelers first. If it's, the Steelers, looking like, it's looking like the Bills win, um, the Bills oh. will play the Chiefs first. And then you have and the Raiders. That will be in Buffalo or in Kansas City? Yeah, in Buffalo. Buffalo's the two seed. Wow, 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 wow. Man, that. Talk about some playoff drama. That would be awesome. Yeah. Um, Colby's chiming in. Who wins that Eagles game? Bucks injury is going to play a big factor in the Eagles game plan. Well, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it real quick because we, when we made our prediction last week, AJ Brown wasn't ruled out. There were some other guys that weren't ruled out mm-hmm. um, before tonight's game because right now the spreads at Philly, Philly um, minus their favorite by three. You still, you're still holding true to the Eagles, right? Yeah, I'm still taking the Eagles. I'm still holding true to him as well. I'm, I'm, I am. But we could see some madness. But could I just, be. I doubt could it. See. I doubt it. But yeah, Chiefs, the playoff experience. Um, 
the leadership they have, it definitely played a key role here. It didn't help that the Dolphins made a bunch of mistakes, a lot of interceptions, things like that. So um, definitely the buck. He's got the Bucks by nine. Well, that's bold. It's a bold take, Kyle. We'll see if it plays out. But yeah, uh, any any last uh, things on Chiefs Dolphins? Uh, no, man, I'm excited to see where the Chiefs go. Mahomes played a good game in the running game. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, my Pacheco's kid. good, man. Yeah, Pacheco's, Pacheco's yeah, a good running back. Gosh, he's a great running back. I love watching him run. So, yeah, yeah I'm excited. He's, to see aggressive. he's aggressive. All right, uh, so let's talk about it. Lions, Rams, revenge game for Jared Goff, revenge game for Matthew Stafford going against each other at Detroit. Um, it The Rams started off like – or no, it was the line started off stupid hot. Like their first like three drives, I think were seventy five yard touchdown drives. Did stall out a little bit in the third. I think all they scored was a field goal, and that ultimately just be that ended up being enough. They ended up yeah. being enough. And you know, uh, I am God, about to say that that uh, Puka, my goodness, Puka. Yeah, I traded him away in my keeper league, and I may be having some regrets. I may be having some regrets. He's he looks so good. He looks so good. Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, man, that was a good game. Good game. What it ended up being, uh, 24-23. I mean, anytime you get a close game like that, you can't complain. Um, I think the right team won too, man. Look, Matthew yeah, Stafford, it seems he that got, way. He got his Super Bowl already. And um Jared Goff, you know, they let him go. I actually, I'm gonna be honest with you. Now it depends on I do think we'll see a Lions versus um 49ers uh championship game. And if we do, I would love for the 49ers to go to the Super Bowl. But I slick think we might. I think I'm going to probably root for the Lions in that one. I would like to root. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't want. I don't know who's going to win yet. I'm. I'm I, I see how these games play yeah. out. Yeah, injuries and all that. But I yeah. think I'm. Root, I'm. A, I'm a slick root for the Lions in the NFC, man. I. I like the coach. I would love for Jared Goff. It's hard to not to like him. To prove himself because a lot of people wrote him off after him getting the Rams to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, like freak. You know, a lot of people wrote him off, and hey, I, I'm excited. I like the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was a good game. Like you said, that it's hard not to pull for the Lions. Um, and uh yeah, the Rams another good season. The Rams were able to turn their season into something after it looked like their their season was gonna go downhill. Uh, when yeah. Stafford got injured and Cup was injured and blah, blah, blah. But they just had so much going on. So it was just good for them to even make it, you know, how far they did. And they, they gave it a good one. So it was a good game. Uh, last game we'll cover here, Browns. Uh, so Texans turn a page. They uh, named it this way. Texans, they go from being one of the worst teams in the league to now being one of the best teams in the league. Um, yeah. All within a year of getting a new head coach. And D'Amico Ryans has done an outstanding job. Great and job. getting a new quarterback and C.J. Stroud, who – we got a little taste of um, in that Peach Bowl, uh, man. So, so this is this is the same CJ Stroud we saw in that game. He has been phenomenal. Definitely offensive rookie of the year. The kid is amazing. Um, oh, uh, is is it is it too much to say that he probably should have been the first pick overall? Like looking back now, do you think the Panthers would have changed their pick from Bryce Young to CJ Stroud? Yes, they would have. Yep, I think you'd be stupid not to at this point with what we've seen. And this isn't like to crack on Bryce Young. I still, you know, I've been on record calling him a generational quarterback. I still think he could do something. But obviously, um, I didn't think the Texans would be able to replicate this this type of success. I didn't think they'd be able to do this uh, with the the players they had on the roster. I also didn't think the Panthers would have a good season either. But I think the Texans overperformed, and the Panthers kind of did what 
They had. I mean, they, 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 just, they didn't have much. Mean, they didn't have much going in anyway. And, no, and the Texans actually had an okay team. I think a lot of players performed a lot better than they, like Tank Dale or uh, the you know Nico Brown was already a solid. Uh, Singletary, the running back, they got him for like you know they just picked him up in the offseason. You thought it was going to be Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce didn't even do nothing this year. It was that was Singletary. a lot of people performed better than they expected. So like but, you said, no, uh, Noah Brown, right? And then. um who I mean, Nico Collins, he's all of a sudden a big guy. He was a guy I liked out of high school. I wanted him at Georgia. He went to Michigan. And, you know, he was pretty good at Michigan, but he wasn't like this, you know. So, um, he's definitely popped off um, defensively. You know, got Will Anderson and Derek Stingley. and Not a good team. You know, all of, yeah, D'Amico Ryan's, we knew the defense was going to get better. Didn't know about the offense, but here we are. Um, they, they did an absolute routing of the touted – Cleveland Brown defense that I talked up so much that I thought was going to show up and they did not. In fact, it's the other way around. The Texas defense showed up. What was it? Back to back pick sixes. Back to back. Like they they absolutely Lord. just torched this Cleveland Browns team and they look like a team that. That's why. Moving forward. And that's why because Miles Garrett didn't do jack that game. That's the reason why Jay Watt should be defensive player of the year. And It'd do you think they'll take that into to account when they do the uh, award voting? Well, it's already voted for. Oh, uh, so it was voted before the even game. The game even started. Okay, that's right. It's a regular season award, correct? Regular season. Award. Yeah, it's just like that NBA NBA MVP. You know, it's a regular season award. It's not a you know maybe these things should be taken into account. You know, this postseason stuff. So, um, but yeah, it's hard not to root for a team like the Texans. They they're good young team, successful. Uh, like them, the Browns. It just was not their day. Not their year this year, boy. Flacco mm-hmm. Flacco took this team as far as he could. You and know, he did do a good job. He, he did. did. A great job. You got to give him props. You can't, you can't only ask for so much. He's old. Yeah. He was on his couch. That man wasn't looking to play no football this year. And you no. come over and he take his team to the playoffs. Props to Flacco for what he's done for him. But, uh, yeah, I'll be going back to Deshaun Watson next year. Yeah, man. Uh, so, I mean, before we go, I mean, you know, we still got games going on now. Like you said, you know, your, your Steelers are down to the Bills. We think the Eagles will move on from the Buccaneers, but that's yet to be determined. So that would mean moving forward, we've got coming up this week then the the divisional round. You definitely got Packers 49ers. We can go ahead and take a look at that. The 49ers are favored by 10 in this one. Mm-hmm. So right now, who would you what would you pick? Oh, Packers and 49ers. Um, I'm taking the 49ers. I think would you take them to cover 10 points? For some reason, yes, man. I think that defense is just too elite, man. And the run game. I think they're gonna do like Jordan Love looked that good. They're like, okay, we can't let let that boy have the ball yeah, in second. Yeah. And Shanahan's a great coach. He's gonna make sure time of possession is gonna be ecstatic for the 49ers. Exactly. Um, I, yeah. I, I I really do believe the 49ers will win that game. <laughs> yeah, I I'll take them to cover the 10 as well. Um that would mean let's see here. The Lions will be facing the winner of who? Would that be the Eagles and Buccaneers? Yes, the winner of the uh, the yes, yes. Okay, so you know, obviously, there's no spread because we don't know the team that will be played on Sunday at three o'clock. Next Sunday at three o'clock, um, Lions versus if I if our prediction is right about the Eagles, Lions versus Eagles, who you got? I'm not, I'm gonna take the Lions in that one. If the Lions play the, I think the Lions beat either one. I like they for sure beat if Baker Mayfield finds a way to get through Philly, then he they are for sure gonna run through Baker. I'm sorry. Yeah. But, the Eagles, they got a shot now. Don't don't be wrong. Like especially if AJ Brown is able to get back, 
That's going to be a tougher game. you know. And I don't know what to think about that whole situation because he got ruled out, and it was after he had went on Instagram and deleted all of his Eagles stuff. So there might be more to it than we know. More to it, yes. Knowing him, he can he can get a little crazy sometimes. Yeah, especially we saw what he did on Tennessee. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Lions in that one. I do, like I just said, I do believe because I don't see the Packers being 49. I do believe regardless, it's gonna be the Lions and 49ers in the conference championship. And uh, what a conference championship that would be! That'd be a good game. So, who will the Chiefs face next? Will that be the Texans or will it be the um? Would it would it be the Bills? It would be the Bills, right? It would be the Bills that the Bills win. Currently, the Steelers are driving, and they look like they're about to okay. tie this game. I'm not tied this game. But I don't want to rule them out yet, but I mean, just just playing off of hypotheticals. Oh, I agree. I don't, you, think, I don't think they're gonna win. But who yeah, would you? Yeah, gonna, I mean, I, I don't, yeah, I feel pretty good about it. But it, Bill, Bills and Chiefs. Who would you have in that one? At Buffalo? That's gonna be a good game, man. The Bills at home, man. That's gonna be a good one, dude. I think the Bills finally get over the hump. You could finally see because they lost to Joe Burrow last. Well, actually, year. I don't know because their defense ain't as good as oh. Defense ain't it? Look, nah, nah, nah. The game is getting a little close with Chiefs, Pittsburgh. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. I'll take Chiefs. I'll take. Chiefs. And the Chiefs got a good defense. People don't yeah, understand. They do. Like good, the two good corners, good. good safety back there with Matthew. They got good yeah. defensive linemen. Pretty good linebackers, like they're, they're a solid squad. Well, the reason why this uh, the score is twenty one to seven currently is mainly because the Steelers don't have TJ Watt. And not having TJ Watt is huge. Okay. And they're gonna have their edge rushers. They're gonna like I don't know. Who's that other guy for the Steelers that's had a really good year for y'all? Like as far Aaron as Heisman. Aaron Heisman. Aaron Heisman. Yeah, he's been good. Yeah, he's been good. He's been good. Yeah, he's been playing. So um the Chiefs have their they're good to go. Now, if the Steelers win, they'll have to play the Ravens. And I we ain't beating Ravens three times in a row. I mean, we don't yeah. beat them twice, but three times in a row. You asking for too much. We lucky we don't, we, we lucky we this far. <laughs> yeah. So you would the have Ravens Chiefs in it. The Texans. Yeah, I would take. The yeah, Chiefs. the Ravens played the Texans. Who would you take in that one? I take Ravens. Um, ooh. good, good, good defense on the Ravens. It'll be at home. Lamar, Harbaugh, they've been there, done that. We think we think. I'm not gonna take D'Amico just yet. Let him get his experience. Let D'Amico Ryan's get his experience this one year. I'll, but go ahead, take. Hey, who would you pick? Man, we'll see, man. I'm not sold on the Ravens just yet, man. I'm not okay. sold on. Them. Well, who I'm would you take, man? As surprising as it is, I think the Texans will upset the Ravens. I think they upset. All right. Them. I think well, they will. So then, are we missing anybody else here before? Uh-uh, I that'll pick all of them. Yeah, I think I'll pick all of them. All right. Any last things here before we end the show? Um, no. Um, you know, really good. Uh, UFC two ninety seven. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, comes up this weekend, so we'll definitely tune into that. We'll get to more of that next week. And uh, actually, yeah. um, so is that this Saturday or next Saturday? This Saturday. This Saturday. Let's look, let's go ahead and look at it real quick. Two ninety seven. Uh, which not just yet, not just yet. I'm about to say, well, we got to do quick picks. Got to go. Got to go train picks. a little. Bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to do quick quick picks real quick. Which ones do you want to pick? What what fights? Uh, just pick up the the main five on the main. Uh, five. so real quick, Arnold Allen, Mo- Mobzar, Evlov. That's a great fight. Good lord, I'm going with Mobzar, Mobzar, Evlov. I'm going with him. All right, I'll take Allen just for just for kicks. Chris Curtis, Mark Andre, Barrial. Man, I love Chris Curtis. Train with him, great guy. But that's a hard fight for him. I hope he wins. I really do. I I'm rooting for him. If I had to pick. I hope he wins, dude. I, he's favored. 
It's gonna be a 50-50 fight. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Chris Curtis. I'm going Chris. I'll Curtis. go with the the other guy, Barry. So All right, Neil Magny, Mike Mallet. Ooh, Mike Mallet wins that one, and it's in his hometown. You think he's yeah, losing there? Yeah, that's he's a winning he, um, he's, he's pretty highly favored. I'll go with Mallet as well. All right, Raquel Pennington, Myra Bueno Silva. Myra Bueno Silva signed with first round. Seen her a little bit uh, last year. Going with her. All right, I'll go with her as well. And then your buddy, Sean Strickland, going against Drikas Plessis. Ain't that how you say it? Uh, Drikas Duplessis. Duplessis. And it's going to be a banger of a fight. They hate each other. Good rivalry. I hope, I hope Sean Strickland wins. I love Sean. But the, it depends on how this fight goes. If it ends early, it's going to probably be Drikas. Drikas is going to come at him hard. If if Sean can withstand the, the explosion early, Mm-hmm. I think he wins by a decision. So I'm going to go with Sean. Sean is very skilled and smart. I'll go Sean as well. I'm going to go with Sean. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys out there that uh, tuned into the live stream. We appreciate all that. If you're listening on, uh, if you're listening out there, uh, we do uh, have our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are located. If you want to support the show, go to the description in the podcast. Uh, click on the link and you can support us in multiple different ways. Make sure you follow us on social media and uh, stay up to date on when we um, have our podcast live streams and things like that. So um, with that being said, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Boom, boom.